with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash too many captains productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. And this is Collateral Cinema with Collateral Gaming. <laughs> Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it bongs, be it blunts, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it. And we are here with Collateral Gaming. What's going on, guys? Yo, how's it going? This is pretty dope. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. This is uh, another collaboration this year. We actually did the first episode, or the first Mortal Kombat movie, on the previous collaboration episode. And that was a lot of fun. And so was this movie, which is Mortal Kombat 2021. It just came out, like, what, this weekend? Yeah. yeah. So this is... Go ahead, Zoe. No, it's all good. Um, it came out Friday, right? Last night? Or, or yeah. two nights ago, sorry. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, it, it's pretty much like fresh out there on HBO Max or Plus or whatever they want to call it. And in theaters. And in theaters as well, if you want to brave the COVID. The COVID. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have the guts it takes to survive the virus. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But yeah, we did Mortal Kombat 2021. Now, what is everybody's initial thoughts about this movie? I thought it was pretty good. Really well done for a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I did too. I mean, there were a couple things that kept it from being an absolutely great movie, but... Ultimately, I think that this delivered on what it said it was going to do, right? Yeah, I mean, this isn't necessarily a expertly directed or written movie. It's not a masterpiece by any means, but it is the Mortal Kombat movie that we deserved. It's got all of the gore, all of the spirit, and, and I, I think is actually an improvement over the original. Oh, like in spades, honestly. I mean, there is some... Ways that this movie is kind of similar to the original 95 movie, like, I kind of feel like the pacing is 
kind of very similar. You know, this movie just kind of breezes by, much like the original movie from 95. It does. Like, you know, we're watching and I'm already like halfway through and and they're just starting training, you know? And then that whole climax, you know, the entire final battle. Well, we're not going to get into spoilers, but just the final like third act of the movie I mean, is there before you know it, and you it's, it's a blast the entire time. I can agree with that. I, I do really appreciate the level of effort they went to to get those CGI effects looking the way they did. You would think that something like this wouldn't have much uh, financial support, considering, you know, video game movies aren't too terribly popular. They haven't really done well in the past from, you know, from what I've witnessed. And I'm just really glad that they they kind of went all out on the design of the characters and their ability to, like, you know, fatalities and all their movesets. It was really cool. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of some of the one liners, but you know what? It's kind of part of the experience, right? Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> you know, 100 percent. I agree. The production quality was up there. Uh, and I think that we are seeing an upward trend of video game movie adaptations. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was actually really good. Ooh, we have The yes. Witcher and the TV world. Hey, The Witcher is actually one of my favorite shows. I think Henry Cavill was perfect for that role. And I am very, very excited about season two, which I'm, I hear is coming this year. I have not played either The Witcher nor have I seen the movie, so I can't really make a judgment myself. But, I mean, it is quite encouraging to see something like that actually coming out good and getting some really good reviews and whatnot, especially given how video game movies usually fared back in the day. Well, yeah. I mean, take the original Mortal Kombat, for instance, a movie that existed in a niche that it wasn't really able to appeal to the market that it needed to. I mean, the movie couldn't mm -hmm. go to theaters with an R rating back then, and this movie can and then that's why I say this is the Mortal Kombat movie we deserve. It has all of the exploitation. It has all of the just surreal, almost goofiness of just how gruesome it gets. And that's that's totally Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I like that there was still a good little undercurrent of humor throughout this movie, but it still maintained the seriousness of the original Mortal Kombat story while also keeping its all the tropes that it took from like martial arts movies. And, you know, it was mainly Bloodsport, of course, that inspired that. But yeah. And, and while it certainly calls back to the classics, you know, with the one liners and whatnot, I, I, I do think in tone this movie more exists uh, in, in the realm of the more modern Mortal Kombat games. You know, whereas the first movie really actually captured the spirit of the original arcade classic and Mortal Kombat 2, this movie feels oh, yeah. a lot more like Mortal Kombat 10 or 11 or the 2011 reboot. Yeah, it does kind of feel like it really jumped ahead when it came to, you know, part of the Mortal Kombat storyline they're taking of. I mean, it's kind of, you know, starting from scratch, but also, you know kind of modernizing it just like the newer games. Yeah, and even though they use the tournament as the central plot mechanic, they really kind of avoid that whole part of the story. And I, I probably don't want to say too much more than that, but 
I, I do feel like the story goes in a direction that feels more like the modern Mortal Kombat era, but this movie is easily geared toward people that were fans of the original and played, you know, on the old arcade classics or hell on the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie felt a lot more adapted towards, you know, our generation, you know, and it 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 flowed very, very smoothly. I like the way the story stayed, you know, connected. The whole time there wasn't really there wasn't too many plot holes from from what I remember. There might have been one or two, but I couldn't name them off the top of my head. It was a very, very well put together movie. Yeah. Very proud of what they did. Right. Yeah. Like like a more grounded film and one that takes itself just a little bit more seriously. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like the whole angle. They, they showed like the first seven minutes of the movie in a teaser and everything. So I'm sure everybody pretty much knows that they're setting up the backstory for Scorpion and Sub-Zero there. Yes. I yep. like the fact that they went ahead and took that angle with it because, I mean, I think that it raised the stakes of the story a little more over the 95 movie. And I also feel like they're better characters this time. They're, they're, they're just better characters to kind of, you know, put the main focus of this movie on. Absolutely. I can definitely agree with that. I really like what they did as far as fluidity between the story and the characters and how well they interacted with one another. I got to say, there's one character, Ash, you're going to know who I'm talking about, was very goofy and full of himself the whole time. It was a lot of fun to watch that character perform. Well, yeah, that was the character of Kano, right? I, I feel like that's okay to say because he appears very early into the film and he serves as the comic relief of the entire yeah. movie and, and, and really easily fulfills that role. And honestly, in my opinion, I think that's the best performance of, out of all, all of them. It really agree. is. But, I mean, what I really love about Kano is, I mean, first off, in the first movie established his Australian nationality and in this movie, I feel like they really lean into that a little more, you know, into his Aussiness, so to speak. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's Josh Lawson. And, and yeah, I, I really feel like they took the performance from the first movie and just actually upgraded it. And that's what this whole movie feels like is, is really just an upgrade in, in every way. And that's not to say that the, the original movie was bad. I mean, we actually enjoyed it and gave it a, you know, a pretty good review in our analysis on the movie. Exactly. And honestly, like I said before, there's a lot of ways that this movie is similar to the 95 movie, like especially with dialogue. Like, let's go and talk about the dialogue a little bit. It is just as wonky as you would expect it to be, right? (laughs) Yes. The one liners were a bit much for me. A little on the nose. You know, the one liners come in at at just the right time that that just... (laughs) (laughs) It comes off as extremely goofy, but that's sort of the point. The Mortal Kombat games have never shied away from goofiness. I mean, this is the series that has not only fatalities, but babalities and animalities and friendship. Yeah, the friendships are always classic. I love watching friendships on the fatality reels. Like on uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, you could, and also in Mortal Kombat Trilogy, you could play the eight-player tournament. Uh, edition and whenever you 
finish that, whoever wins, they get to choose a prize. And one of the prizes is just a full-on reel of all the fatalities, all the <laughs> babalities, all the animalities, all the friendships, and all the brutalities. Nice. Like, all in succession. Uh, every character. And it is so much fun. I mean, it kind of made it worth it to just sit there and just kind of play an eight-player game by yourself just to get to that so you can actually watch it. Yeah, and this is the same game, you know, Mortal Kombat 3, not not the trilogy, which is an upgraded version of it, but Mortal Kombat 3 featured uh, one of Liu Kang's fatalities was literally dropping uh, an arcade cabinet on someone's... Yeah, man, I love that fatality, actually, because <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just such a, I don't want to say a middle finger to the fans. It's just more of like a thumbs up. Just yeah. be like, hey, thanks for playing the previous game. I really do like how this movie did pay a lot of homage to, you know, previous titles and um, just really gave the, I, I know this wasn't exactly the perfect movie, but it really did give fans what we needed, you know, what we've been looking for. And it's nice that, you know, filmmakers are finally kind of coming around and doing that. You yeah, know? exactly. I'm, exactly. It's like Quentin Tarantino, but with actual artistic ideas. Now, don't, <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love Quentin Tarantino's movies, and I think that each one of them are written, directed, and performed spectacularly. But they're honestly titles that we as a public we need them, but we only need to really watch them once. This is one of those movies that you can go back to and watch. You say, hey, remember when that uh, Mortal Kombat movie came out in 2011? It was pretty sick. Or 2021, excuse me. You know, if I watched if I, Django, if I watched Django Unchained, that movie's got a lot in it that's somewhat, you know, too much for me. And yeah. I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent right now, but that's a movie I can really only watch once. So this movie, I, I mean, I would load it up and watch it right now but we're recording so i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna do that well shit i got it running in the background on on you know my computer while we're recording off bows and i actually got to watch it twice yesterday i watched it once with you zach and then i watched uh most of the movie with Bo, who was about 15 minutes in yeah and the first 15 minutes was okay <laughs> i guess the first 15 minutes is basically just that whole prologue section and that 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 opening is actually was actually available prior to the movie coming coming out they had like a whole seven minute intro so we can talk about it a little bit and it is after all the very first scene but i mean yeah, it's basically it's one of my favorite parts in the movie honestly yeah it's the whole backdrop it's the backstory of scorpion and sub-zero right yeah and this is where it perfectly encapsulates the feel of the original game because I, I really feel like the older games, they only really touched on the surface when it came to the whole thing with Scorpion and with Sub-Zero. I mean, that was actually a straight-up blood feud, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that that's why Scorpion was able to come back in the game and everything. Yeah, he came back for revenge, and, well, we're not going to get into it, but, I mean, th that's basically what's what's happening here as well. It's... it's if you're aware of the character backstories, I think they're very similar to how they're portrayed in the games. But what I do like about this movie is that unlike what you would expect, it doesn't... I mean, the whole plot is basically the plot of the first game, but they've gone ahead and they've thrown in characters from, like, Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah. And how do y'all feel about 
the main character of this movie. He's pretty much kind of a audience XP, right? Yeah, I mean, he's I don't hate him. Yeah, he, he's not unlikable. I mean, he's not the most interesting character there is in this movie by a mile, but... Well, the main character, Cole Young, is basically the original character of this film. He was designed exclusively for this movie. And if anything, I mean, I guess he kind of feels more like a self-insert in a fan fiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. but is he full-on Mary Sue? No. No. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just kind of a generic protagonist, although he's, I, I think, you know, kind of an MMA fighter that's past his prime. And, and, and that's where his story is set up, when he discovers, that, you know, he and the others are going to perform in this tournament. And the stakes are raised with him. I mean, I think that we could totally go ahead and say this. He does have a family. And I thought that that was a unique touch. You know, instead of making him some young, brash fighter or whatever, it's like it was kind of interesting that they made him somebody who's kind of his career is waning and everything, you know? Yeah, he does. And actually, that sets him up as a very interesting character with his own motivations, I think, that make him more relatable. You know, we as the audience have a link to this fantastical world that we're being thrown into, you know, with blood feuds and specters and fucking, uh, what, what do they call it, arcana? Yeah. How do y'all feel about the arcana thing? To me, it kind of had some real... What, what, what's a good example? What's a good comparison here? What would the arcana be here? Would it be like the, what, the, the, the fucking bonkai for the fucking uh, soul society or some shit? <laughs> is, is that what that is? Is, is this I, Mortal Kombat's bonkai? I, I guess. I don't really know where they were going with that. I thought it was a nice little touch, you know, to give it a name. What, more but, like their shikai or, or their quirk. If, yeah. If you'll take the My Hero Academia reference, because basically the idea is that all of the chosen members of the tournament have this uh, hidden power. That's their one ability. And then these abilities seem to be very specific. I mean, you've got Liu Kang, who can throw fireballs, and you've got Raiden, who controls lightning. And so basically, it's the mechanic by which the characters' more supernatural super moves or special moves are incorporated. And, and it's yeah. how we get those superpowers into the more you know grounded movie. Yeah, I kind of, you know, see the Arcana as being extremely tropey, but they used it in a pretty okay way because it was still really, you know, kind of baked into the core of the story. You know, like, I mean, we had that whole training montage, you know, which, you know, I guess we'll drop that. Training montage. There's a training montage. There's a training montage, but come on. It's a fighting movie. Of course it's going to have a training montage. Of course. <laughs> come on now. It, it, of course right. it's going to have something like that. you got to expect it, practically. We're just not going to say what, it's gonna, what it is or who participates in it or, you know, what happens or anything. Yeah, exactly. Go watch this because this movie is fresh. This is an at-the-movies episode. So Yeah, th- th- this is a fresh movie. You can see it in the theaters and you can see it streaming online, so... Yeah, but what, what do you think, Zach? What was your what, what what was the coolest superpower for you? Honestly, I can't lie, man. I I'm a huge Scorpion fan. I like his ability to hone his senses and just one ability to fight with a blade. Like it's crazy. It almost it's almost like he's using one of the styles from Ghost of Tsushima, which is pretty dope. But the ability to when he taught oh I can't say that. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I can, because it's in the intro clip that they released, the seven-minute thing. I can say that. When he was able to, you know, use that rope and tie it to that knife, his ability with that, I think that's one of my favorites because it's the most raw. And I think that it shows it's not just power that fuels him, it's skill. Like, he's a trained fighter. And it also sets up the impetus for his uh, spear power. I mean, it, which, I mean, it's pretty much telegraphed right there. Like, that's, yep. that's his scorpion spear. That's the scorpion spear. Yep. The, get over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, you know that that's said in this movie. Come on, people. You it's know this. It's in the fucking trailer. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, this movie does not shy away from the, from the cheesy one-liners, like Zach said. I mean, it, it has all of the quotes. Fatality, flawless victory, <laughs> all of that shit. And the fatalities yeah, are here, too. I, I honestly despised the flawless victory line. Yeah, we're we're not gonna talk about that. No, no, let's not. But it was Kung Lao's fatality. No, it was fucking awesome. It was the best time to do that in the movie. I mean, I was I was having a blast. Uh, I I think this is a good. Since it's April, I'll go ahead and say this. I think this is a good movie to smoke too. Oh, certainly. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Without thought. This is like holy crap because they spared no detail. I mean, the trailer was a red band trailer, so we knew this movie was going to be rated R. We knew it was going to be violent, and I was ready for it. I was excited. And then you see with the first fatality, they're like, okay, they're not playing. They're they're here to make a Mortal Kombat movie. I see how it is. Exactly. Yeah. So Which, Yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. How do y'all feel about the gore effects in this movie? I mean, first of all, oh, dude. Th- mm, thank goodness... It. Thank goodness for a Mortal Kombat with gore in the in the movie. Finally, I mean Jesus Christ. Yeah, instead of like cheap ass explosions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. We we got we got what we we needed. I got to see oh, I got to see tournament fighters fuck each other up, and that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely. But there are some things that I didn't like about it. Um, you'll you'll watch the movie and you'll understand. There, there are some pathways they go down that I'm not exactly in agreement with, but all in all, I give this movie a solid 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. I think it really quenched the thirst of Mortal Kombat fans, but it missed a lot. There was a lot of stuff that they could have done that they didn't, which really took away from the momentum of the movie and also the overall flow of it. Yeah, my issues were mainly with the audio. Like, this is something that before I saw the movie, I started hearing on Twitter was that there was some rumors of a wildly unbalanced mix here. And, and, and we watched this here in the studio. I have, like, actual studio monitors. And to my ears, it looks like a lot of the music and background sound effects were mixed really loud in certain areas. And some of the dialogue feels like it was kind of mixed down. It's like, I mean, did these guys even add any type of dynamics to this at all? Did they try to automate any of it? I mean, it, it, it's puzzling to me. It's it's like, sh- shouldn't they have used like a master limiter or something like that? I mean, yeah, with a movie of this production quality, I mean, it, it it had a good budget. You could tell in the visual effects, for instance. I mean, there was no expense spared there. But yeah, it's kind of surprising that such an oversight would have been made. But again, this movie was made in a pandemic and it and it ended up being delayed once already. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good point. But I mean, I don't really think that it really detracts from the movie too much, but 
since I am an audio engineer and that's just shit that I, you know, look for or listen for, it's like that did kind of bring the movie down a little bit for me. Like there was some moments where I felt like the dialogue was kind of drowning in all of the the background noise and whatnot, like like the room ambience and everything. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you y'all could have raised that up a little bit, you know. But also, I mean, some of the fights they were fun, but they didn't wow me. Okay. Like even even with the gore, like I, I like I mean I thought the fight with Goro was good. The fight with Goro was yeah. cool. Yeah, but and I, I think the most exciting parts of the movie are when you know they rip the fatality straight out of the game. And the rest of the movie is just kind of building up to that point. And a lot of that is brought up by the comic relief and the humor. But, I mean, I mean, from a just a standalone movie, from the perspective of a standalone movie, the, the writing could be have been a little bit better. It could have been. You know what? I think that part was the best part of the fucking movie. And y'all can go suck it because that part was fucking awesome. I, I, I don't think that that was the, that was the most exciting moment for me. I fucking love flawless victory. I mean, I can see how it's a little cheesy, but it's also just one of those things that you knew that they were going to bring up in this movie. Although one thing that I am going to say that I'm disappointed about, nobody yelled mortal combat. No, and, and never throughout the whole movie. I'm like, I was expecting it. It's like, when is it going to happen? They did it in the credits. They did it in the credits, but I mean, no, they should have started the movie like that. Come on. Come on. That's how Kombat. you start. That is how you start a Mortal Kombat movie. They established this already. And they do miss. There's one line. There's, there's one line, particularly right at the end. And, and just pay attention to it. I think you'll know what I mean, but there's a line where they really could have thrown a finish him, and they totally they totally missed the opportunity to. Yeah, I think I know which fight that is, and they probably could have, or maybe threw in a little toasty. <laughs> See, I was disappointed that they didn't put that in the first movie, and they should have, you know, remedied that here, but I guess oh, not. Wow. Or, you know, give Dan Ford in a uh, cameo. <laughs> how yeah. awesome would that be and he's carrying a torch or something <laughs> yeah i did love the little uh, easter egg go ahead zach no no it's all good go ahead i did love the little easter egg in the beginning kind of sort of they they made a reference to it, it, they referenced the original creators oh yeah that's right yeah i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about eddie eddie tobias yeah. yeah oh that was great it, it's like huh I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just bring Noob Cybot out of the woodworks. Honestly, <laughs> I was kind of expecting Noob to show up. No, because Noob Cybot is the original, uh, is Bihan, the original Sub-Zero. And this movie oh, okay. has the original Sub-Zero. So he's still Sub-Zero. He can't be Noob Cybot yet. Okay. Yeah, may, may, maybe in the future. That's what I'm saying. I would love to see where this film franchise goes in the future i really think it deserves the chance to flesh out and and have a couple more movies and they do set it up they leave it open however this movie could work as standalone i, I just think it's going to get so much better you know the deeper they go into the mortal Kombat universe i don't know i mean i think the ending which we're not going to spoil but the ending kind of negates any standalone effect i think yeah it, it's obviously I mean, it already came out that some of the actors are already signed up for, like, 
multiple movies. So, yeah, no, no, they're really jockeying for a sequel. What do you think, Zach? What, what would you like to see out of the sequel? Honestly, more fatalities. I would like to see a little bit more darkness added to the movie. Uh, I would I would like it to take a more sinister turn, to be honest. Not necessarily with a happy ending, thus creating a trilogy. I think uh, I can't wait to see the story of Cole uh, continue because he really, you, you really don't see him at full potential, uh, in my opinion. So I'm excited to see where they take him. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know when we would even see this movie, but hopefully it's within the next two or three years. Yeah, well, I mean, let's see how this movie does as far as streams and ticket sales are concerned in the, yep. in the end. I mean, hopefully we can get another sequel to this. I mean, it would be cool to just have this as a trilogy. Yeah, it really you know, would. I, I think a lot of people saw it release night. I, I, I saw a lot of people hyping this movie up right before it came out, and I'm already hearing a, you know, a few of my friends say good things about it. Because I, I think however you look at it, I try not to take this, you know, I, I did say this movie takes itself a little bit more seriously, but I still viewed it as a Mortal Kombat movie, you know what I mean? So I just enjoyed the hell out of it. This is a great, like, smoking weed movie. What kind of rating would you give it? I mean, I guess we're going on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Okay, that opens up my options a little bit more. Honestly, uh, I'd give this movie a solid 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Yeah, that seems fair enough. I mean, I guess that you're on your end. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now why, why would you give it uh, an eight out of ten? A little, a little bit of personal favoritism is thrown into there, and I do that with all, all of my ratings, you know. But I mean, if I was standing, you know, watching this movie as just a like a like as a standalone, just from a cinematic standpoint, probably would be more like a seven out of ten. But for just personal excitement and getting me into it, it, it earns that extra one from me. And I, I definitely think this movie is geared toward fans of the franchise, which I'm not as well acquainted with. But in preparation for this, I've been kind of digging a little bit deeper into. But I also think this movie reaches towards a casual audience. I mean, it's just it's just a badass movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even a casual audience is at least aware of the original Mortal Kombat characters and whatnot, or at least aware of the first movie and how, you know wonderful it is <laughs> I, I think it does a good job of appealing to the classic fans people that played you know the original arcade games growing up and even fans of the more modern games and like we said even even just casuals people that are aware of mortal Kombat because it's been around long enough to be in the general public memory what do you think zach i'm 100 percent on board with that i agree with it 100 percent. awesome well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I did like this movie. I think there's a few things that kind of brings it down a little bit, though. Like I said, the audio mix was a little taxing on my ears a bit, you know? But yeah. then again, I'm like, I'm like actually trained to kind of hear that sort of thing, you know, in a mix and whatnot. But I mean, and, and of course, you know, some of the dialogue was wonky, but you know what? That's in line with Mortal Kombat and with the original movie, even. Yeah. What would you rate it? You know what? I'm going to give it a 7.5. That's what I'm going to give it. I mean, it, it's great for what it is, but those few little things that irked at me brought it down a little bit. 
but hopefully they get a second movie. They can remedy some of that. I'm really hoping maybe get a better mixing engineer, get somebody yeah. to kind of really give it a good once over. Yeah, th- there you go, folks. As an average from both Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming, I mean, this game this game's a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, this game is. The game is? I mean, this movie is. Holy shit. How, how, about, how about the Mortal Kombat 11 game? What would you rate that? What would I rate that? Find out in our oh, next nine, episode. 9.2 out of 10. Oh. Hey, oh, hey save damn. it for the episode, buddy. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It'll probably change by then. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, average of 7.5 out of 10. That seems fair enough for this. It's, it's at least a recommend to stream, you know. I, I mean, really think it is. I, I think, I mean, you can, if you feel comfortable with it, if you got the vaccine, hashtag Pfizer gang, um, <laughs> or else starting to integrate yourself into the world again, I think you could go watch it in theaters. Uh, otherwise, for the rest of us that are still playing it safe, it's on HBO Max, which means you know somebody that has an HBO Max subscription. Come on, everybody went, saw the Snyder Cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat is a fun movie. It's a good experience either in the home or I would imagine at the theaters. Yeah, go watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that there's a lot more to say about it without getting into spoiler territory. Yeah, we, we'll eventually have to do a more spoiler-heavy analysis of it whenever. Honestly, we could, yeah, along with the Snyder Cut, man. Along with the Snyder yeah, we got to do a full-on analysis of the Snyder Cut. We have to. Like, especially with a little more time, kind of uh, giving it some distance and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe now we could kind of, you know, stew in it a little bit. But we're not done with Mortal Kombat content this month, ladies and gentlemen. Collateral Gaming is also going to be doing a part of this collab. We're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat 11 next week. And sometime between now and then, we're also going to be doing a Mortal Kombat-focused bonus round. Yeah, we're going to be focusing on the first four original games, right? Yeah, that's actually the plan, and I've been I've been researching them myself. I'm trying to find a way to play them. I have them on my PlayStation Classic. We so. played a little bit of them the other night, so yeah. we're going to have to play some more, dude. Yeah, and I have multiple versions of it, like Genesis, uh, 32X, Super Nintendo, the arcade ROMs. I, got the, uh, I even got the Game Boy ones, the Game Boy and Game Gear versions. <laughs> Dude, hell yeah. Zach, you and I need to play some Mortal Kombat 11. I would be down. I'd be down to rip you apart. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's your favorite character? Yeah, who's your Take main? Take a wild guess. I want to say Scorpion. Yes. <laughs> See, I, I, I it. I've always been a noob Cybot guy. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's my preferred character. Or Robocop. Robocop, hell yeah, Robocop. <laughs> Robocop, it's, yeah, they've got Robocop, Rambo, the Joker, uh, the, the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. They might as well find a way to put the shark from Jaws in there, right? I mean... <laughs> I think Freddy and Jason are both in there, in, in the 2011 game and the, the yeah, Mortal Kombat 10, I think. They, they are, yeah. But, yeah, well, no, we're going to be talking more about Mortal Kombat in celebration. We want to want to do kind of a... This is, this is what I w- always intended with the Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming collabs you know like i wanted to do more on both sides of the podcast where we find a movie adaptation of a video game or a video game adaptation of the movie and then talk about the other end as well yeah it's always fun to do this and i mean there's enough video game 
uh, related movie content out there to do it at know, least once a season. At least once a season, yeah. And you know, previously this season we did Mortal Kombat, the original movie. As a collab between Collateral Cinema, Collateral Gaming. I guess as far as that's concerned, the only thing to do is to go ahead and do Annihilation, right? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be a Versus episode, definitely. I, I, I think I think that would be more of like a... I think that would be a good commentary, actually. That would be an excellent commentary. I don't honestly. know. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. But I love the opportunity to cross over. Because the movie, you know, the, the worlds of cinema and gaming just coalesce in such an interesting way. They mesh. And I love exploring both sides of that, especially as of recently. I mean, we actually are starting to see good adaptations and that includes this movie i would consider this a good cinematic representation of a video game franchise yeah exactly yeah it's not a bad movie at all it's a very well done well put together movie it's a lot of fun no doubt about it but i guess we'll, we'll sort of wrap it up from here what else can we expect from collateral cinema Bo? Well, our very next episode, we're going to be celebrating the 37th anniversary of the motherfucking Toxic Avenger. I mean, that is the original trauma classic. Hell it pretty yeah. much pretty much launched a fucking dynasty. Lloyd Kaufman and Troma are New York film royalty as far as filmmaking is concerned and whatnot. So, yeah. It's actually perfect timing. We're going to have our friend Michael Cornwell on the episode. He's a he's an avid horror and trash cinema purveyor. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, Toxic Avenger is just one of those movies that no matter how politically correct everything becomes, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. And it was fucking awesome. And it kind of reminds me of my intro on the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, the very first episode I did with, y'all was hectic knife that was our one of our indie film reviews so I, i'm getting exposed to trauma more over time but speaking of collateral cinema introduction zach this is your first time on the podcast why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself i mean people that listen to collateral gaming will know that zach is my co-host my brother from another mother on that podcast <laughs> well uh basically yeah i'm zach eo i've been a part of Collateral Gaming for probably, what, six months now? Seven months now? I honestly have no idea how long it's been. But ever, uh, however long it's been since we did the Metroid Prime Trilogy review, that's how long I've been on. I'm 24. I am a musician. I play the trumpet. I also write articles for ZeldaDungeon.net. You play the trumpet? Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. How many ska bands have you been in? Ska bands? Yeah. <laughs> What's a ska band? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's my, that's my answer, I guess. Straight oh, up. No. But yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. I love being a part of this and it's, uh, it's been an awesome experience being on collateral cinema. I was looking forward to my first time being on it and here we are. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it about me. <laughs> right on, man. I mean, we'll definitely have you back on as much as we can. You know? Hell yeah, especially when Collateral and Cinema and Collateral Gaming are collaborating in the future. And I mean, hey man, we almost had you on our Hot Tub Time Machine episode. So any movie you feel interested in, of course you're welcome on the, the other side. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and start dropping our social medias, I guess. You can find Collateral Cinema and Collateral Gaming on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And check out our Patreon. Yeah, I should be uploading the Poultrygeist commentary, which is a, another trauma movie, by the way. And yeah, what, that was an experience, right, Ash? Hell yeah. <laughs> what a movie. Night of the Chicken Dead. Yeah, you can throw us just $1 just as a tip or whatever, or you can join our commentaries for like $5. Hey, we've got those same tiers with Collateral Gaming as well. On the Collateral Cinema side, you get to watch some of our full-length movie commentaries. On Collateral Gaming, we like to do Let's Play video game commentaries, which we have been uploading to YouTube. You can get access to them through our Patreon. However, we're also going to be opening up our channels to that with the release of with the announcement of apple podcast premium subscriptions i think that's going to be another way for us to deliver our patreon content on both podcasts we can now have exclusive patreon content for apple podcast listeners as well excellent yeah we'll be utilizing that in the future but anyway thank you zach for being on the episode like i said we'll have you on again yeah man thanks for having me for sure and with that said, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. And this was Collateral Cinema and Mortal Kombat! And this was also Collateral Gaming. Ditto what Bo just said. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Laters.
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.